Hello everyone, welcome to the 16th episode. What the fuck just happened to my dog? That's what? The issue. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Okay, so so like yeah, Aman, you were saying something about hosting. Why don't you start the intro so I can get my tongue? Sounds wrong. Hello but and welcome, guys. Hello and welcome, guys. We are here at our 16th episode of the Acidcast podcast. Joining me today is Arnab and Joel. Say hi, guys. Hi. What's up? And sorry about whatever happened to my tongue. I promise that never happen again. He's just too tired of kissing this guy. What? 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 Let's try. <laughs> what? <laughs> so to start off the podcast, we are going to be talking about what games we are talking, uh, playing this week. This week. Uh, Ubisoft opening a AAA studio in Mumbai by June. Unreal Engine si- Siren Technology. Cyberpunk new information that's going to be coming uh, that's already out and the uh, game being announced in E3. 12 million worth of Paragon assets that are available for free on Unreal Engine starting today. And Telltale Games, which is an interesting topic in, uh, topic in and of itself. So let's just start with what games we are playing this week. Uh, Joel, you go ahead. Um, I've still been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Like, it's a long game. I've reached 900 moons. So I've got like only 100 more to go. But then these are like the final ones, the hardest ones. And yeah, I'm going to be probably putting up a video in like, you know, a few days about the ending uh, levels. So stay tuned, yeah. It's pretty hard though, I must say. It's an amazing game. Whoever says Super Mario Odyssey is easy, they should play the final moons. Right. So, but the uh, Super Mario Odyssey is like a full-on tra- platformer, right? Yeah, it's a 3D platformer uh, coming in from Galaxy and 3D World. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, <clears throat> you don't play Switch games, do you, Aman? No, I haven't played a lot of Nintendo games. The earliest Nintendo, last Nintendo games I remember playing were like almost 10-15 years back. Okay, then uh, the PC equivalent to the genre would be a Hat in Time. Uh-huh. I have played. you played that? I don't play platformers either, so you have me there. Okay, so I played a Hat in Time. That's a really good though. It's, no, it's not having the polish of Odyssey. But then uh, you should play that. And this game too has a hat. So you got Cappy, which you can throw and uh, possess your enemies. So I see. I, 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 go, I saw the gameplay of uh, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. But the main thing is, I never. Uh, is there a story to the game? Yeah, actually, there, uh, it's not a story theme. So most of these uh, Mario uh, core Mario games have a theme. Like Sunshine had this whole tropical uh, vacation theme. Galaxy had obviously the whole galaxies and planets theme. And uh, ED Land had some stupid theme which I don't really care about. Like we tend to forget that game a lot uh, because yeah. it was for the Wii U and but nobody played like that. A, Exactly. So this uh, this game Odyssey has the theme of marriage. I see. Yeah. So uh, the entire game is based upon uh, Bowser taking Peach away and trying to get married to her. And uh, every uh, kingdom you come into, uh, basically Bowser's just wreaked havoc there for getting one marriage item. Probably he'll get he'll try to get the ring from one item. He'll try to get uh, food from the like the banquet for the uh, from the, another kingdom. 
things like that a dress from another kingdom things like that so a lot of the levels are you know centered upon that the main game is centered upon that uh it's a theme basically the whole game has that theme flowing on for it i get it i got the concept all right uh, wait wait hold on joel you ex- you said something regarding moon so explain this con explain this like what is the moon like how like is it like a cycle of like you know the no, no. cycle or something like that no no uh, it's it's not that way it's not it's not zelda or um i'll tell you what like before we had coins so then uh, the devs were like we need to get something that's a higher den- uh, denomination and coin something that people can collect so it was start like a hundred then that star has turned into uh, sun in mario sunshine then they again came back to stars in uh, and uh, now it's become moons so it's like this collectible thing it's like the major collectible thing the one that you unlock most of your levels from right right okay I so without that. the moons you can't pass forward there are 999 moons in all and once you've collected them all you can say you've completed the game so i'm more of a completionist so yeah i'm i'm completing the game That's right, a, right. It's a pretty interesting I, way to say completion. I have a few friends who are like very collectibles. Like Shubhakarna is probably watching. He does platinum stuff. In oh, uh, dude, platinum hey, stuff. Hey, yeah, hey, very hey, tough. You, respect. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah wow. I, I, forget I, I me. I like platinum. Bloodborne. By so, the way, uh, if he's watching. <laughs> I I think a lot of people. I uh, I think Udit tried to plat Bloodborne. Yeah, but he didn't. He he didn't do the whole dungeons and everything. Like that's that's a chore actually to reach to the Yanam Queen. That's right. a pain. Right, right. So uh, let's continue. But Arnab, what are you playing? Um, right now I should be playing World of Warcraft, but I am not. Instead, I'm playing Guild Wars 2, which released a lot of legendary items recently with the new expansion and the new Living World season coming out. So. basically you play a raid and uh, you kill a raid boss and you get a collection item so you go to other different maps you collect a different stuff do a lot of events get a like get something rare out of these things those are guaranteed drops you don't have to rely on rng to like you know hope for the best so you get these things and you complete the uh, challenges and collections and you get an item that helps you create a precursor item So if you've played World of Warcraft, you know how the artifacts work, right? You just yeah, collect, yeah, yeah. you collect them, and then you level them up. But instead of yeah. leveling these things up, you precursor items are the previous ones in the le- crafting of the legendary items. So right now you have legendary armor. So you they are like, uh, I got it. They are like uh, things that you need to craft the legendary items. Yeah, basically. So even even if you're like just collecting these things. uh making a legendary item generally takes what a month or so if you're like doing it religiously because these things are so rare and they are pretty expensive to look at it like that like you have to get really high level stuff of like what 200 a full stack of these things so that takes so a lot of time so one minute is this is this just a collectible thing or are you getting advanced stats or something from these um so uh, yeah the thing is it's uh, like there are two types of high end content in content in guild wars one is ascended 
and the other is legendary. The difference between ascended mm-hmm. and legendary is just purely cosmetic, purely cosmetic. But okay, like the effects like differ from weapon to armor. So ascended, uh, like armor has infusions that help you run a special sort of mini dungeon called fractals. So in terms of legendary armor and weapon. The legendary armors are fully like uh, customizable or like fully animated. So when you enter combat, your armor opens up. It opens up new, let's say, like you know, uh, sections of your armor opens up and like has special effects. Purely cosmetic, by the way, no gameplay. So like you basically look cool in that. It's just that. Yeah, it's, it's, ju- it's like fashion souls. It's fa- it's fa- it's literally called fashion wars too. Yeah, I'm not yes. even kidding. It's called fashion wars. So the, the dark souls, the dark souls community calls it fashion souls. Similar. A lot of a lot of MMOs have these uh, things, and that's where the collectible part comes in. That's fine, I think. It's yeah. So there, like people go for like these are for the players who have been playing Guild Wars since 2000. Since yeah, since 2012 and 13, I guess. So, Actually, like, how expensive is Guild Wars right now? I I'd like to play it sometime. The base game is free, but if you want to unlock the game for like all of its, like, uh, let's say, if you say, want to buy the expansion, you have to buy the expansion. Yeah, base so game base game is free. If you, but I would suggest is the base game playable. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty play. It's pretty playable. It's so nice. I played. You, you can play up to what level? You can play up to eight level eighty. You can play the base game like it's like when the game first launched. You can play the first launch state free of cost, and it oh. like yeah. So that's so nice. There are like proper missions and everything that I can complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It and and Guild Wars is one of those MMOs which has a very nice story based like you know section. It's not like okay, just go here, murder something, and that is it. But oh, you get to like there is a actual storyline involving like elder dragons. I won't go into that because then okay, I'm like going. Okay, like a proper in. lore. Yes. Yeah, Guild Wars has a proper lore similar to what. Uh, and and this lore has been building up since Guild Wars One and even before that. So when players eventually get into Guild Wars Two properly, they actually understand how rich and developed the Guild Wars universe is, and. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty good and it's pretty interesting. Like this That's is a cool. Yeah, like I I actually might start playing this after I finish Doom. By the way, I'm playing Doom, guys. Whoever's watching, yeah, yeah, feeling at it. And, not and I've also I want to also mention if you are not finishing up your like if you don't play World of Warcraft now, Arnab, uh, you have like eight days worth of. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But right so now, after like eight days, you'll have it, to renew. Yeah, 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 but here's the thing. Like again, on who's the hell is messaging? But anyway, but what I was saying, like, that would be Udit. Yeah, but what I was saying, like, uh, you, Aman, I think you'll be uh, like better than us to explain this. How are the dragons portrayed in World of Warcraft? Like much different from how are the dragons portrayed? Like so much, are, much different are than. Yeah, much different than other fantasy uh, realms, right? They have their unique aspects and all. I'm like totally not hinting at Skyrim and its terrible dragon design and everything. See, see, see! I'll tell you Dude. something. 
in World of Warcraft, uh, uh, dragons are more along the lines of characters rather than just beasts or you know mythological aspects that we are. It's they are not too far above you in the point that you cannot understand what they are saying, what they are doing, right? Uh, like how it would say portray in uh, even Skyrim or Guild Wars. Guild Wars, me, I think. No, 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 no. Guild exactly, exactly what I was building towards because in Guild Wars. Uh-huh. these dragons actually like you will understand once you play the entire uh like living world seasons there are special seasons as the game progresses per expansion they're called living world so you get mini story arcs and like eventually these story arcs build to another expansion like these are the continuation from one expansion to another so in this the dragons are expanded upon like how all the dragons are different and how they're building towards it so like all these they th- we st- the players they start thinking that these dragons are just mindless beasts like hell bent on destruction and all that but it's not it just builds up to a point where you just oh, okay so they are very much like i don't know like they yeah, i need- get what you're saying i get what you're saying see at the end of the day guild wars and even uh, skyrim to an extent gives a more deeper meaning to a dragon right World of Warcraft is not like that, and you've seen this, right? Yeah. World of Warcraft is more childish, but is also kind of consistent on the lore till at least to still certain expansions, right? Yeah, yeah. And in those, till whatever you play in World of Warcraft, dragons are simply considered as characters. They're not considered as deep misleading. I mean, they say it in the dialogue, but that is not what is happening in the action and the narrative, right? Uh, in the narrative world of, in, of the narrative world of Warcraft, uh, dragons are just simply uh, just another kind of characters that you interact with. Sometimes kill, sometimes uh, you work alongside them. They're not mythical beings that are far above you. Uh, there will be some exceptions, like there are the five main dragons in. Uh, yeah, yeah, the aspects, world aspects. Yeah, the aspects, uh, and like uh, one of the. expansions was based around based around uh, the one of the aspects which was cataclysm which was the destroyer right yeah and, yeah nidarian uh, yeah but that's about it it's not something that you will uh, that i can see as very lore inducing uh, aspect of the gameplay fun intended but yeah well i think yeah that's that's basically what i was building towards but yeah it's it's kind of fun to see how like games are taking a different aspect of different narrative on dragons and how they can be portrayed rather than just like oh look at it i'm just riding a dragon and into the battle so so uh, so world of warcraft has more of a childish take to the entire thing childish and more a uh, generic child fantasy then uh, something of an adult fantasy you know what was a childish take on dragons hmm? dragon tales i i did not see that oh you should have seen that it was like this uh, the sketch show which had uh, dragons in it uh, weird chubby dragon there was a two headed one also are you talking it, about the pink dragon the pink he- dinosaur or something Oh, that's Barney. That uh, that's Diana, Barney. That's... That that was creepy as <laughs> hell, man. That was that was creepy as fuck. Yeah, it it was. And creepy. and and then it turned out that guy was like the guy who played Barney, like took on to some weird yoga sex, like you know. What? Yeah, it, it came out in an article like that. The oh, guy wow, who played. This pla- is very need to know basis territory. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and right now I don't think <laughs> like yeah there was why did, why did you have that info because i was reading up and reading up an article on it like arnav needs these things he does not get real action Yes, like that's like no. everyone else searches the hot stuff. He searches what is Barney the dinosaur doing now? Not even, not even that. I, I was search, I was searching what is Barney the dinosaur is up to. Like and then it, this creepy oh, stuff sorry. comes up. Right, right. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's up okay. to, up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was up he, to he, hot nude sex pics. What? Don't worry. <laughs> we won't tell anyone other than the people listening on this podcast. Yeah. yeah Anyways, okay. we have two few viewers, so nobody's listened to it already. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, so, so now that you mentioned that a lot of people are in the podcast, maybe we should start with the actual podcast rather than the interesting back. Yeah. Also, yeah, guys, please call out your friends and share this podcast call. so that people know. Wait, that wait, call out your friends. Call I mean, out uh, your call out your friends for their yoga sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make sure what Arnav's into. Make sure they're not into some weird stuff like I am. But Or even if they are into some weird stuff, give them Arnav's contact. He would listen, be listen, no, 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 no. Enough. 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 Oh my <laughs> God. Are you are you taking the lead after all this time? After me saying that we should stop bantering. Anyway, shouldn't. you shouldn't. Uh, topic. Topic. Yeah. Wait. So no, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I think. I think. Okay. What do you guys want to start with? Like local content or? I want like, to start with local content. Okay, so, so first, first oh my God, deal, Ubisoft is opening a AAA studio in Mumbai. Uh, people who are following up with this news should have like it came out like three four days ago. The announcements they started teasing it from last week, but Ubisoft India basically, uh, Ubisoft Pune existed for ten years now, and because of the ten year celebration, Ubisoft will be opening another studio in Mumbai. Which will be in uptown. What area? What is the area, Joel? It's Pawai, actually. Right, so right. It's, it's nice. a very up. It's a very uptown, uh, nice area, where they will be uh, building the studio, and they're hiring up to almost a hundred developers, according to the Ubisoft blog post that came up. You can also check out the article in Assetcast uh, regarding the information or the Gadgets 360 article where they dive deeper into the topic. But yeah. Um, very very interesting. I think it's a nice thing. What is what are your opinions, guys? I think I think Joel should talk about this because he's like you know living right next door to it. No, actually I'm 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 not living next door to it. Oh Why my god! Oh my god! It was just say oh never mind. Listen, he doesn't have the money to live next door to in Pawai. <laughs> no, actually, I'll be honest with you. Pawai is Pawai is a really nice place, very beautiful. But it's terrible for traveling. You're far away from everything. Let me tell you this, okay? So whoever is going to uh, work at Ubisoft Pawai, they have to stay in Pawai. That's it. This is nice, no? We're staying in a posh yeah. town, posh area. Yeah, but that posh means people. almost all of your salary is gone on rent. Hey, listen. If you're working in Ubisoft, I imagine you're getting paid. Yeah, see, it will be cheap labor for India, but it will still be exactly expensive. my next point. Exactly my next point. If Ubisoft is coming to a place like Mumbai or India, it's obviously for the cheap labor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. being in Pawai and paying people's rent for people in Pawai—that's very tough. And see, uh, I will, I will tell you something. Okay, when uh, people say cheap labor in India, they, they seem to forget how cheap actually it is, right? And in comparison. 
just just to give you an idea if a person is getting a five figure salary working at a studio in europe or us that automatically translates to a mul uh, uh, like higher digit six figure salary in india right i think so i hope it is it is yeah. it is imagine someone getting paid say 50k dollars in a random studio right 50k dollars what yeah so the and that is the that is more on the lower side of uh, payment for game development studio and i might be very wrong on this but even if uh, uh even if 50% of that amount is paid in india that is a lot of money so cause our economy is shit actually Yeah, because one dollar is equal to seventy, uh, sixty-five uh, or seventy bucks almost, right? Yeah, so, it's sixty something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that sense, you have uh, India has a lot of scope, and it's a good thing that uh, Ubisoft is coming. Personally, I would say because that means uh, Ramon is really not confident about his math. No, see, I know I'm very confident about my math. I'm pretty sure it's sixty something per person. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I, I this means how I see it is initially of course they will not start with uh, AAA production directly, but that is their aim. That is the goal of Ubisoft Pune, uh, Ubisoft Mumbai. Unlike Ubisoft Pune, which was relegated to doing more support role in most games, but even then Ubisoft Pune helped out in games like South Park, for example. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I have very high hopes of Ubisoft Mumbai. I want to see some games like, uh, say, Child of Light or any indie title coming out, like indie-esque title coming out of uh, Ubisoft Mumbai, which would be amazing. And uh, they are also doing quite a lot of research project projects with IIT. If you read up on the article, which is very interesting kind of. That, 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 that's that's the cue for our boy Udit, but he's not here, so well done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, see, you guys give me shit for being a Ubisoft fanboy, but here we are talking about Ubisoft being how good they are. See, I am, I am actually. See, I am. Uh, I give people shit for you being Ubisoft fanboy because Ubisoft has this generic formula that they apply to every game they make, and I don't think anyone can deny that. True. So every every franchise is basically a formula to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. Uh, But even then, Ubisoft is still one of the better AAA studios out there. Uh, to, like, but then again, I I guess that's because the standard is pretty low across the world when it comes to development these days. Oh, Everyone just tries oh, to buy transactions everywhere. We went there. We went there, didn't we? But but okay. And regarding regarding Ubisoft, I think we're missing a point and like you know uh, a pretty important part of bit of news that we should have covered is that. Did you guys get to hear that Ubisoft has finally yeah, like avoided like the getting yeah yeah avoided the takeover like that's something right. that's that, actually a pretty great news because this means that Ubisoft uh, in India as uh, Ubisoft across the world will uh, see if you know anything about Vivanti you will know that they're very business minded yeah they are not developers themselves and they try to suck people dry which is exactly what they tried to do with Activision when they were with them after activision bought themselves back in i think 2013 14 right and now vivanti was eyeing uh, ubisoft i i'm pretty glad that ubisoft still has its own team is uh, has thought of the takeover is uh, expanding 
two, two. So, uh, for people who are following the Mumbai thing, you will know that they're opening a different studio in what is it? Kiev, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I forgot. so. They, they're opening another studio. Here, in, uh, uh, I think it's Odessa. Yeah, I forgot which country that is because it's, it's not Greece. Oh, Greece, nice. So yeah, they're opening another studio elsewhere where they are also hiring people and doing expanding basically. So it's it's a good. Also, thing. Greece is poor AF right now. Well, God help them. Well, poor, but yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Like you said that you know you uh, like Vivendi taking over Activision spelled something bad for them. What Activision did after that is even worse because they picked up on their business policies and like. You know, just made everything shittier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something yeah, yeah. good. Any any influence not coming from? See, I will give Ubisoft some uh, uh, benefit uh, in the sense that Ubisoft is probably one of the only AAA companies that I know that makes indie games like Child of Light or what was that recent game where you had to climb things only? Grow Home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grow Home. Right? They even made Grow Home too. Too. And they keep making games like this, which is why I am a, which is why I would say still I am a Ubisoft supporter, even though they have the generic formula going on. Uh, so yeah, I am pretty happy for Ubisoft fighting off the Vivendi takeover, which actually means that we will be getting a lot of India's games. Hopefully, one of those games comes out of Mumbai, which would be nice. Proud moment. That's certain. But anything else, anything like you know, anything else you guys would like to talk about, like regarding yeah, if Ubisoft. You, if you are, if you want to apply for Ubisoft, Pune, Mumbai. Don't ask because we can't help. Spam Ubisoft Pune Facebook page. <laughs> 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 it's like, please employ me. I need money, and I want to work in the gaming development industry. But that's don't. not how it works. But that's, yeah, that's, like, yeah. Uh, like you can, why you can we get, hire you. No, no, no. You. But okay. Like, like you can go to Ubisoft and be like, I can't afford your games, so please hire me. So, so for people who are watching, before I started Asicast, or just when I started Asicast, I remember IGN India opening their doors literally two days afterwards, uh, two months afterwards, and I was like, please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Rick. yeah. Like since you mentioned IGN, I should probably like get myself unbanned from their Facebook page, like the actual IGN Facebook page. IGN India or IGN? No, no, no. IGN, like the world Facebook. How did page. you get managed to ban? I, I, ba- yeah, I was, ba- I, I was basically shit talking on like how IGN is a sellout for like Call of Duty, and they got pretty butt frustrated about that. So yeah, they. They ended up banning me. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I'm pr- still banned since what 2013 or something. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> but, but well, I, well, you got what you wanted. You don't have to see another 10 on 10 IGN. No, 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 no. The, the, the worst part is I can still see their posts and everything. I just can't oh, comment shit. on it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's bad. the worst. It's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I, I, that thing, the same thing happened with me with Humans of New York. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, have against them? them? I did not have anything against them, but I remember them uh, posting something about 
you know how fat people are beautiful and stuff like that and I went there in the comment section and I started fat shaming because why oh not? Oh no, you were like, you were like, oh no, I am thin, thin, <laughs> beautiful oh too. Oh my god. <laughs> Malnourished, oh, yeah. FTW. <laughs> I, I was trolling but... Never, 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 never mind, never mind. We have traded into like very weird waters. So Aman is very conscious no. about his weight. No, That's what I've no, 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 no. We are not, we are not talking about this anymore. Let's move on to the new... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this is what makes the podcast fun, right? This is what yeah. will get us eventually so, get us banned because like political correctness. But anyway, like you banned like you. Tanmay Tanmay Banerjee is like, why should we hire you? Because I screw up more than you. Yeah, that's probably Arnab's uh, slogan. He screws up in asset cash only all the time. Hey, fuck off. I'm not. I'm not the one yeah. who. I'm not the one who basically came on the podcast and said, Arnab, are you an idiot? When I was trying to fix the podcast. You know, nobody heard that until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but yeah, here's Nobody the thing. heard that until now and you brought it up. But exactly what I'm saying, like Aman talks about like, he, like you know, uh, yeah, I don't fuck up or anything. Like uh, then he comes online and fucks everything up for others. Like. Anyway, let's let's move on to the next topic. Unless you have anything else to discuss about Ubisoft Mumbai. Like, yeah, please, hi- please hire us if you're, if you're listening, please hire us. Shout out for you guys. Shout out to you guys for opening the studio. Like why should we hire you? Paise chahiye, bhai sa work kya jaanna hai apko? Right. Anyway, but but so but the next. Moving into the next topic. Yeah, shut up. Who's who? Who's the host? I am the host. Fuck off. <laughs> you didn't even start it. <laughs> yeah, tongue twister. It happens to the best of us. Fuck off now. Like, fuck off now. This this should be a meme. It will be, it will be, don't worry, don't worry. We'll have Ratul make a meme out of this. Guys. Yeah, what? CDP, like, yeah, I was talking about it. Wait up, hold on. Wait, you want to talk, you want to talk about... I want to talk about Siren. Uh, So, I'm going to be commenting uh, a link uh, in the comment section. This is what we are going to be talking about. It's called Unreal Siren Technology. Uh, If you guys are on the podcast right now, you can check it out on the comment section. But this is very interesting. I picked up this topic simply because it was so fascinating to me. I don't think people understand the significance of this technology enough, um, which is why I wanted to talk about this so much. <coughs> Joel. Uh, and <laughs> no, no, Joel understands right now. Um, I explain it to him. But like, even Tanmay is getting hyped in the chat section. Uh, see, Siren is basically uh, till now. Whenever video games had to do motion capture right it would be a very time consuming process it would also be a very um, what is the word tedious tedious you would need a lot of manpower you would need a lot of skill high skill a resource like a lot of resource hogging basically yeah resource hogging and plus you would need a lot of people with really high skill ceilings right like people who knew what they were doing when it came to motion capture this technology uh it was teased in Hellblade way back, yes, but Hellblade never got to use it to its full potential. Uh, and right now they are uh, showing it off to consumers and they have been showing it off to GDC recently. Uh, if you see the video, you will see that right now, normal actors and actresses, and it doesn't matter who you are, your animations, you can play out your acting in real life and those acting can be superimposed to any animated character um, you can think of now this does not just mean humans this also means 
characters that are alien in nature, characters that are non-humanoid in nature, right? Uh, imagine tentacle monsters, imagine uh, imagine um, uh, beasts or anything along the lines I, of I, I, tentacle monsters. I, I like how Amman's <laughs> like hentai swords automatically came into play. Like, oh. I, am, I am just looking at it and... Uh, yes, 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 totally, totally, totally. Totally, <laughs> yes. So yes. ten out of ten. <laughs> so basically, like in in basic form, uh, this is what I had talked about previously, and uh, Tanmay is putting in the same points as I did. Uh, yeah, it is an advanced version of Animoji, actually. That's yeah, it. Yeah, in a in a sense, you can say that. Uh, it's it's just a lot more professional, uh, yeah, great yeah. for production use, and can be used in uh, gaming and. It's it's real time uh, is usage is gaming. really good. You can also use this technology in movies, which is very interesting, and it will also in VR actually. Yeah, anything, anything related to CGI basically, you can use this, and that also includes video games obviously. But the more interesting aspect of this is the fact that uh, yes, yes, we have seen the Andy Andy Circus face map demo, but like the most interesting aspect of this is not just that the production times for video games and CGI movies which we drastically reduced, but more actors who are not uh, into the line of making CGI movies because they are so hard to uh, do. Like, uh, if, if they're so hard seen, to do. Yeah, if you've seen, uh, that's a simplified way of saying it, but if you've seen like video games that are in the process of being made, you will see that there are room full of sen- sensors. There's like a three, four people sitting in the console at all times, people minutely mapping every uh, the facial animations, minutely mapping the character animations. This all will go away. Right now, uh, to do the acting, if you just need someone uh, with the headgear and the bodysuit, uh, previously, if you had to map facial uh, recognition, you would have seen that uh, people would have to put dots in their face, right? Like lots of tiny dots. You guys are listening, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> what would happen is if you, since you're putting those all those details, uh, the easiest method would be to uh, make the game would be to utilize the actor's actual facial. Uh, mapping instead of making it a different map, right? Uh, so that would be pretty hard to do, and this is lowering down the time quite considerably. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we we all got of all of that, and Siren is really good, and we'd actually like to see what do devs come up with because I bet there's some developer right now who's thought of a lot of creative ways of getting through with this technology right now, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Arnab, take over, please. I have some. Um, um, do we go on the next topic right now? Yeah, okay. If you want to go on the next topic, but I think, you know, one part that kind of intrigued me regarding Siren is that now how it's easy, like how it has become easier to become Goku right now. Like, that is the only thing that I could think of the entire time Amon was talking. Like, <laughs> imagine you have Siren at, the, at your fingertips and you suddenly like start enacting Goku and you're like, fine, I'll just make something out of it. And you, you, can, just, you can, can also be interested in what Studio F4W can make out of Siren. You what? can also be Barney the Dinosaur if you wanted. No, 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 that's, that's, see, that's, that's, that's for something else. 
I wouldn't. I, I, <laughs> oh, I that's for something else. I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't. For the bedroom. No, 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 no. no I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't. Do, no, no, no. I wouldn't want to mocap that if you catch my. Dream. He cannot okay. do it. Also, he's not that flexible. Have you seen Arna? But like you will hear cracking. Listen, listen, listen. You do not get oh, to talk. Fragile. You, you do not get to talk about anyone's fragility. Like, please, Aman. Oh yes, you're like a piece of chalk, Aman. Aman, please, like. I am a very sturdy piece of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> that is my genuine. But a piece of chalk, indeed. Yeah, like yes. you can, you can still break. Whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's Arnab okay. wants to break Aman. That is very. Yeah, psychologically weird. speaking. Okay, that's yeah, more yeah, sad. So let's let's not go. Let's not go there, please. <laughs> And so the next topic. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take over. Take over. Okay. So the next topic is uh, on cyberpunk. Yes. So Cyberpunk 2077 uh luckily it's not releasing then it's releasing very soon what do you And mean it's we, not releasing then oh as in dude by the way they just put in that teaser and never gave us any news for years i was hoping that it would release anytime before half-life 3 but uh, yeah we finally got new info and uh, the fact that it is on its way to release so um can we have that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Not. I'm, yeah. Just put the link. But just in case, I'm gonna read up the highlights that I got from it. So basically, we're gonna be seeing the game at E3. I think they're going to show it just before the show actually launches or something like that. But it's scheduled for the pre-show, I guess. Then mm-hmm. uh, the campaign, obviously, like you know, in very CDPR fashion, it's single-player focused and expansive. Now. If we go by the example Witcher Three has set up oh, for us, damn. like, and in a cyberpunk world, we can only imagine what that can happen. And one thing that everyone was so hyped about for whatever reason, I don't understand, is multiplayer. Now they don't want to talk about it officially, but like they've been talking about it, like. you know in a very vague way in a sort of fashion like oh okay it's on the table we're not thinking about it that much but right before this like i don't know uh, i think a interview video just came out there was something of a talk like uh, i think half of the uh, like there was a recent hiring for cdpr and they were all multiplayer focused so there is something clearly going on in that section <coughs> and uh, in the months or weeks following the release or e3 we might just get something on that and the game also has an expansive character creator and you get to pick classes now this is a very interesting fact because interesting topic because it completely goes against whatever rumors that came up because the rumors were like oh there's no class creator or something like that is this going to yeah. be a predefined character it's not you're you're not playing another geralt you can create your own character with its own of course like traits and everything so it's going to be a whole new different ball it's game it's like a full on rpg yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly traditional rpg board game style rpg that they're making and uh, uh, you create your own characters you create your own uh, class uh, you figure out what your class is you grow your character in whichever way you want yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be very interesting uh, shift from what uh, witcher was which was a more um, predefined it's a, it's a predefined, pre-defined character yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so uh yeah go yeah, ahead you want to talk more no 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 go ahead or are ahead. you 
Go ahead, go ahead. I ha- I still okay. have three different okay. points, but okay, go ahead. Okay, we'll get back to you. Don't worry. Uh, so uh, I have a few points that I wanted to put out before everyone forgets them. Uh, multiplayer. That's what uh, Arnab did talk about. People did ask about battle royale for cyberpunk, and I do not know what is wrong with people. Why are people just sticking to this genre? Like, we do not need it everywhere. One. Uh, but then. Uh, as Arnab said, they did not discuss much about it, but they did say that it's going to uh, CDPR is going to deliver a huge story-driven single-player RPG. And uh, when it comes to customization, uh, as we like a customized RPG, while I'm I'm not too keen on it, I actually like the characterization of Geralt. You know, trying to be a character that's already written out for you. And what I feel, uh. generic character uh, storyline would be would be much uh, like it would be it wouldn't be as rich as one where you know the character as well you know for the writers so, so i i will give you a very good example of where a game was uh, where a game gave you the freedom to create your own characters but also gave you certain back stories And to for you for the game's narrative to feel very. Are you talking Dragon Age? I I am I am Dragon Age Origins. Yes yes. So See, Dragon Age Origins did that very perfectly. You remember you could select different characters. You could select different background stories depending on whether you selected an elf or a human. You would get different background stories to go along with it. So if they do cyberpunk, even if. Like similar to that, I think it will be pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I'd actually agree with Aman there. Like, see, uh, but but here's the thing. Like but that, here's the thing. Nice. If uh, you you guys are figuring something is that Witcher was developed around the character which came from a book. Now, the book had already like you know gave us some points and topics about his characterization, like Geralt's character. But in case of Cyberpunk, it's based around a board game. I think you guys know that the original game was a board game, right? Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. Yeah, so the original, I like you know, concept of Cyberpunk 2077 comes from a board game. So in that sense, it, like from a board game to a full-fledged RPG with a single-player campaign and an expansive world, that's a whole different like aspect we are delving into, and I think. CDPR, if like they have already proven themselves to be like you know ambitious and all that, but this is just a new, different dimension for them as well. So, le- like it's pretty interesting to see where they go with it. Like I'm pretty hopeful, and yeah, that's that's like I don't see any problem in like you know giving us the character creator and like not Can giving up. Can we talk up. about some of the features that have been confirmed for? Yeah, so. Features that have been confirmed is that no microtransactions. Thank fucking god! Oh wow! Like thank fucking god, there are no microtransactions. Then um, I don't think it it can certify as a feature, but there are no official plans for a Switch version. Now I'm sorry, like, Joel. That is not a feature. Yeah. Finished. I'm. I'm just saying. I. I. I just. I just had to. I just. <laughs> He's like. I don't know if that's a feature. That is definitely not a feature. <laughs> okay. So feature. See. <laughs> I'm. I'm. No. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's. It's a feature. It's a feature right now. It's not for switch. How is it a feature? I just. 
God damn it! I was trying to get to you. Get to you. Tried. <laughs> I tried a bit. Yeah, it... But okay, one thing. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Joel used deflect. It was super effective. Yeah, it was super effective. Damn. But then again, uh, I don't think Cyberpunk would be a Switch game. Like even if it was, I'd play it on the PC. Like Switch is all almost a secondary console. It's not a primary console for people. If you say so, I will take yeah, your word is, for it. it. Is, I'll it. take your word for it. Like I, I could, I could directly say that the people who buy a Switch always almost have a PC. I hope. If they don't, they are losing a lot on gaming. They know that. Like owning a Nintendo console is always secondary. PS4 could be primary. Well, yeah, I think that works for like gamers. Whatever works for them is works for them. But for now, there are no set features. But there is a very interesting topic that came up recently. Is that a signing, like a job opening, was of a combat designer? Now, like Cyberpunk 2077's combat design has already like it's been up for debate a lot. Like how the game will progress and everything. And Basically, what the listing says is that daily responsibilities, in a nutshell, is that work with quest designers, open world designers, level designers, environmental artists to design memorable combat encounters based on predefined narrative, environmental, and gameplay themes. Now, I'm not too sure about what, like, you know, predefined, um, what predefined narrative means, like. Is it? I are think they, they mean. Are they referring to the story or are they referring to the world? That's that's my point. No, I think boss fights. Like, how are there going to be differences in enemies or special enemies, and how combat would ensue? Like, mostly it's going to be gun combat, but then I'm hoping, like, obviously it's cyberpunk. There's going to be robots. And probably some bosses in yeah, there. Yeah, cyber cybernetics will obviously be a factor in it. But I'm just saying, like, how do they explain the predefined narrative? Like, it can go both ways. It can be a world narrative, and it can be a story-based narrative. I would but, really love it if it's a world narrative. Yeah, yeah exactly. If it's a world exactly. narrative, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we already went with Geralt ka personal uh, story narrative. narrative yeah. So I don't want another story narrative. I would pr very much prefer if it's something like Dragon Age Origins, where the uh, where the world takes the center stage, and you are just uh, as Shakespeare would say, like world is a stage. The characters are just actors in the stage or something along those lines. I forgot what he said. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So <laughs> tried this for some. It's it's okay. It's okay. You, tr you tried. You tried. You tried. You tried. I passed sort of. Sort of. But okay. Now moving on to the second point of the listing is that take encounter shells delivered by other teams, you and using our proprietary uh, proprietary visual scripting language script. Combat AI and flow memorable moments slash set pieces and companion AI. Arnab, did you try to get a job at CDPR by any chance? I'm literally like, why do you ask? First of all, why do you why do you ask? <laughs> because because you're going through all their listings of jobs. That's why. Yeah, exactly. It's very interesting to see what. What kind of like people they want in their team? So like this gives us an like you know an insight, an early insight into what kind of games they you're might like, be making. You're like Garib, who Polish bhi baat karunga, main chalega. This is this is this is something very interesting that Tanmay put up in the comment. It's a sequel to Deus Ex. Given that 
Dusex is currently in um, limbo. Shady limbo, basically. It's a very good thing that something like Cyberpunk is coming out. It means also that maybe after seeing the success of Cyberpunk, and I am crossing my fingers when I say that, please be successful. Uh, <laughs> uh, that Dusex will come back properly. I was not a fan of the latest Dusex because nobody so was. It was it was bad. Nobody I mean, was except except Trilokesh. But do we I consider mean, it his opinion? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it was so short. It was so. Uh, by the time the game ended, I was like, it ended already, and that's not a feeling you want to get at any game, right? It kind of left you at a cliffhanger where there's still so much to do. Ah uh -huh, yes. And and now it's in a limbo, which is so annoying, right? Uh, yeah. Also, Trilokesh has no taste in gaming, so I don't think his opinion counts. He's he's a good FPS player. Ah huh, yes. He, he tries to be. He tries to be. I've seen him play CS:GO. He's a good FPS player. That I can see. Anyway, I think we're done with this topic. Other, if we are not missing out on any features that have been announced for CS:GO. No, we did talk a lot on this actually. So we went through all the top. And okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Whoa! I I almost missed this, but there was another point saying that. Work with AI designers and AI programmers to ensure you have the necessary control over AI to script both stealth and action-based encounters. So it's not gonna be all "Oh my God, look at me firing guns!" like hint, hint, doom. Uh, but there are there are going to be like stealth encounters as well. That's pretty damn nice to see from CDPR. Ah, come on, that is going to be expected given that it's a cyberpunk game. Not exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. You... I've been playing cyberpunk games uh, since 2000. I'm saying, from a perspective then, of this being a, a CDPR like game, right? Yeah, it's it's something. It's nice. Like if if it's a Dusex S game, it's pretty nice. It has stealth. Like I expected. Like you know, there was a part of me that expected Geralt to have this whole new aspect of where he takes on the stealth yeah. aspect. Like. You know he sneaks around and murders people in their nah. sleep. No, no, that's not Geralt. He's, he's the butcher of Blaviken for God's sake. Yeah, a yeah, butcher. A, a butcher can mellow down in his like you know what? really advanced. What is wrong time. with you? His tagline is "I kill monsters." <laughs> you know, he hits portals. Oh, yeah, who doesn't? Well, not certainly no, Valve. I, not certainly I, I Valve. I love portal and portal. That was. Okay, so that was like okay. That was a that was a very okay hinting. Yeah, good job, Joel. Good job. Anyway, see. I didn't know you. Are you guys done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We're, yeah, we are done bantering. Sorry. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> My expectations with Cyberpunk is that it will pick up the pattern where Dusex. Uh, what was the first game of Dusex that came out in 2011? Like the first of like this first Mankind Revolution. No, 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 Man no, no, no. Mankind Revolution, right? Yeah, yeah. I I hope Cyberpunk takes a lot of hints from that and pulls it up a notch, because that was a really good game. I I still go back to it and play it whenever I can. So, um, is there any news whether it's an FPS or a TPS? By the way, uh, I think it's. I think for now we are expecting it to be an FPS. I'm thinking it'll be a TPS, more I like Mass Effect. It to be a TPS as well, mostly because of the character customization. I feel it's gonna take Mass Effect and you know make the gameplay a lot better. 
Human revolution, not mankind revolution. Mankind ah. divided was the second. Ah one. yes, yes. I yeah, wow. Oh mixed my, up both oh of my, them. Oh my, oh my. Top ten, <laughs> top ten anime crossovers in the same like universe. <laughs> this is the exactly infest crossover. Infinity War is not the best crossover, guys. It's mankind revolution. <laughs> ten out, ten, ten out of ten. Very nice. Yeah, is the truth. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. Very, very uh, noble-esque topic. Twelve uh, million. So, most of you have heard about Fortnite. Most of you have heard about Epic Games. Quite a few of you know that Epic Games was also making this other game called. Paragon, right? I've heard uh, of it. So, I wanted to play it again, but uh, see, right now, given that what uh, Epic has done, you can literally make your own Paragon game and play it. So, I don't. I don't know if it should make me feel happy or sad that a game got like canned, like a game that they spent so, so much time. What makes you happy in that? Like so it's a, what it's a, makes me happy is that I get to play like my own game. Like I can probably like load up Unreal Engine, import the like you know assets, and like make my own game. But yeah, Arnab, you are lazy. You wouldn't do that. I will say something Shut here. Up. Whenever games generally get canned, I am very upset. I remember when the recent Microsoft game got canned. What was that? Scalebound. Scalebound. Do not talk about it. Damn it. Yeah, that's just sad. Yeah. But this game got canned in a very nice way, in the sense that Unreal, uh, Unreal Epic Games decided to uh, release 12 million worth of assets for this game for free, right? Uh, to the to anyone who uses Unreal Engine, which is so amazing to see. I don't think any other developer has done anything remotely similar. The only only people that I can think of when I think of such a news is I remember how uh, CD Projekt Red when Witcher 3 was being <laughs> that, promised, oh. Oh, promised. Wow. and I'm pretty pretty salty about that. Yeah, of how good uh, CD Projekt Red is, uh, I'm pretty salty about this particular thing because um, I remember them announcing uh, in the earlier times that they would be releasing the Red Kit. Uh, Uh, and you know you could make your own villages, you could make uh, your own questlines, you could do whatever you want. You could even make your own characters using the same toolkits that CD Projekt Red used to make Witcher 3 the game. And yeah, yeah, it's it's very nice to actually see a developer go off with this. And no, I will disagree with you, Tanmay. That is definitely worth 12 million. You're not counting 12 million when you're counting the products, basically. You're counting uh everything from manpower usage in those 3 years time to make those uh assets to everything uh, the, the a studio costs a lot of money to fund over 2 to 3 years it is not a simple task especially a game development studio um a movie studio would cost actually much less than what a game development studio would cost to keep a maintain right and to see such high quality animations to see such high quality level design high quality character animations high quality everything to be released it for free to the to anyone who uses unreal engine it is amazing it also gives uh, so much head start to anyone who is uh, going to be making their first game uh, um, 
in in uh, in, in in the engine because if you have ever tried making games you will know that the worst part about making games is making the asset the fun part of making games is actually utilizing those assets in uh, whatever zone and then you know um, having fun with it so it is a very big thing that uh, un, un, uh, epic games decided to release so much worth of see and 12 million was their assertion to how much the assets are worth i am going to take their word for it for the moment uh, not because i am stupid or anything but because i i know that <laughs> the game was being made for 3 years approximately by now and while i am not very upset about the game being canned simply because it was trying to do the same thing that fortnite actually got famous for fortnite got famous for following the battle royale crowd right but it did it at a time when no one else was doing it it did it literally after uh pubg came out like what uh, two months after pubg came out right uh so it had a very very good start uh timeline whereas paragon was trying to capture in on the moba card uh, moba crowd was trying to capture in the uh overwatch crowd was trying to capture in on the card collectible cards crowd it was trying to do so many things that it failed and i remember playing it in the beginning and there were lots of iterations since uh uh since its inception paragon was started out as a moba but it didn't last as a moba it it changed very very fast yeah i i am very happy with the fact that so many paragon assets got released i am not as upset uh, for the game getting canned because i think there are lots of games like that already so yeah yeah and dota ha intin dota like you know mobas. dota so what paragon tried to do is mix dota and yeah and it had and a it had a very stone. sense of verticality and like interesting gameplay elements to it as well like switch on the verticality of your map and everything yeah that's it was it was nice. how overwatch also did it no Yeah, yeah. Uh, Overwatch also had the verticality, but Paragon. What they tried to do was mix Overwatch and Dota and Hearthstone, basically. Yeah, yeah. Give you an idea. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you had deck building in the game as well, uh, where depending on what deck you have, your characters would have different attacks, different abilities, different buffs, and uh, other things. So yeah. Yeah, it's. I th- I guess I guess in a way, like the game had a good send off in like it's getting a good send off in this way. We can say. Yeah, that. I, I remember. I remember Unreal Epic uh, releasing a thread in Reddit saying we don't exactly know what to learn from uh, Paragon's failure, which is funny because Paragon's failure was basically because they were running after not a genuine game, but something that they were running after the how it hype. which is exactly what fortnite is also if you remember fortnite uh, me and arnab bought fortnite when it came out it was a uh, zombie horde mode shooter kind of game right oh my <laughs> it, god to, to see it change so much uh, is so fascinating it's, it's such a big pivot to a game that started in a very different way ended in a very different way i don't think any other game had a similar growth pattern So yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what's happening over time in Epic right now. I remember Epic was almost going uh, broke as well. So it's good to see that they are right out of the frying pan and out of the flames as well, and doing good. Yeah, I guess you can say that. But Joel, do you have anything to add on to that? Ah, uh, uh, for me. 
play that game, th that, that epic game. Are you are you cutting off but, on my end or is it just? No, he's cutting off on my end as well. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my my internet has been published right now. Okay, now can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah. So I was watching the Paragon, uh, the Epic game first look that they had put out. You know, uh, yeah. where they were showcasing the graphics and the gameplay, and I actually was interested. It was a nice game. I'm not one for uh, mobas really. But uh, this one felt really nice. It had a good, uh, like, it had some strategy in it. It felt like it had a lot more shooter-esque, a lot more defensive gameplay in it. Uh, the graphics were really sweet. So whoever's using all those assets, wow, you guys are lucky. So everyone, anyone uh, can use it, no? That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, whoever, I mean, whoever's a developer, like a budding developer, wants to use it for a project or something. Man, they got it easy right yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah, they got it very easy. This is a huge thing. That is what like, I'm trying to say. These are both Siren and uh, Epic Games uh, releasing uh, 12 million worth of assets. It's such a huge. Thing. Imagine this, okay? Imagine such a simple thing. Imagine taking a Paragon character that they made. Each of these characters has several animations in them, right? Imagine mm -hmm. taking that and then using Siren to animate something. It would be so epic. You could make so many things out of it. Wow! I can't pun wait. intended uh, or not? Uh, uh, no, no pun. I was genuinely <laughs> that, but like, yeah, I, I am very excited to how things turn out. And I think Epic Games themselves, while I won't say they pushed the boundary a lot, they definitely pushed it a little bit when it comes to making development easier. For but I feel I feel this. Uh, these assets really make Unreal worth it right now. Like for all those budding people who have. Yeah, yeah. The you know the big decision between Unity and Unreal. I oh, feel yeah. having these assets makes Unreal like up there because it is very costly to make these assets or even rig animations or do any of. Of course, of course, I. And this is all there for you right now. Like yeah, you want yeah, yeah. sci-fi, even if you don't want to make a sci-fi genre game, the mountains, the hills, the rocks, the plants, everything is right there. The effects, even the effects are there, right? Yeah, yeah, everything, everything, even particle animations, right? Exactly. Uh, so all of that can be used. Yeah, you would see if you are watching Doom right now, you will see that there is a lot of particle animation going on. <laughs> When you shoot someone, their uh, flesh goes off slightly, right? These are all things that are very, very time-inducing. The, the thing, the thing is, people usually don't understand the amount of effort that goes into each and every small detail that you see especially, in a video game, especially in India. Yes, say. and people take yeah. that, you know, uh, for granted. granted. Exactly, they take it for granted. And when you see a game like Paragon completely break down into its core smallest elements and being just, you know, passed off to the upcoming generation of developers for free, I feel it's a very noble thing that they have done. This is the way most games, if they are about to get cancelled or to go, I think this is the way they should go. Uh, but that uh, I doubt that will happen anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah. I I don't think while while I like the gesture that Epic Games has done, I don't think this will lead to anything. Uh, like other game developers also releasing assets. I very much doubt that. Honestly. I I hope I hope people do that. I didn't say no, people are gonna see, do that. See, I I I why Epic Games did it is also kind of, um, uh, uh, selfish reason you could say because. Because Epic Games owns an uh, engine that is already can be used by normal people to make games, right? Most yes. game developers don't have uh, engines that they allow other people to use. It's only proprietary to their own 
studio. No, but then you can always import uh, models and things like that, right? So while you can't do it for a specific engine, models are the same everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah. Going into a complex discussion, let's see. I oh. don't think I don't think uh, most developers will follow suit. Though. I don't think uh, most developers are as noble as what uh, Epic Games is at this point by releasing their assets. Also, Fortnite is doing really well, yeah, so yeah, Epic yeah. really doesn't. Yeah, Epic Games, Epic Games at this point also doesn't really give that much of a shit. I think they were just uh, right now they don't have much to lose given how passively Fortnite is making. Just last month, I think they Fortnite alone made. 126 million dollars which is which is <laughs> 10 times that of what they released for free so yeah okay so speaking of a topic where a company is doing really well let's move on to another topic where a company isn't doing very well oh boy and, uh, and now we yes. enter the spicy realm boy yes. I'm gonna love so, this aman will you talk about telltale games or should i <laughs> you can talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, okay, it's it's like a choice. Do we diss it or do we diss it? <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Telltale games. I'll be honest. Uh, Life is Strange was like an eye opener for me, and uh, they they're not doing that well apparently. And uh, they're saying that toxic management is to blame. That uh, you know they're saying uh, the management is really not very game focused and the lower end devs like when they started off with the walking dead season one we, uh, well back in i think 2010 2011 they weren't a, a large team they were a small little team working on this game you know very indie-esque back then and then you know they won the awards oh my a phenomenon back then right this they created a whole genre like it was telltale's genre back then the whole interactive uh, gaming media thing was really put on its head like we had all the older lucas arts ones but this was in proper 3d gave you choices well not real choices but okay gave you the illusion of choices and at the end of the day it really deserved all the accolades that it did but uh, nowadays we see telltale is just not doing well it's uh, gotten to major times with uh, franchises like batman and borderlands and uh, people are saying it is the management to blame. We see this happening in many companies though. So, uh, Arnab, what do you think about this? See, basically what I know from know of Telltale is very less because I don't play those kind of story-based games. Like, I don't like them. I don't like the format. But I've been following them since forever. And, like, they have, like... They have reached a point where they know what success is and they are hell-bent on like repeating that formula again and again and again and again. But in that like run of like repeating the formula, they have also like run aground to what you just said. Like they have been overworking their people like developer, if I remember correctly, like some of the developers who have been like, you know, laid off. They came out and they said that they, they were working 20 hours a day and like over 100 hours a week. Like that's, oh, wow. that's, that's ridiculous, man. Like that, that will make anyone like drop whatever they're doing and run away. But still they stuck on and they like stuck to whatever they were working on. They produced these games. Granted, they, yeah. some of them 
didn't do that good. Some of them did pretty yeah. well, if all things considered. And uh, yeah, it's kind of sad to see where the industry is. Like we are reaching a point where the demand of better games is so much that so many people have to be working so hard, but yet the demands are still so, not being met properly. So I will, I will come into this a little bit. Right? I remember when Tendril Games initially came out with their offerings in 2013 and 14. I think the first games was the Wolf. Among us, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And immediately after, by 2015 and 16, I remember them making, uh, like they became a studio that was making a spin-off of literally every game out there in the planet. Yes. <laughs> we had a Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a Minecraft television game. We had like uh, Borderlands. Deals from game. Borderlands. Which is still fine. Right. And then we had so many. I to the point that I actually lost track of how many Telltale games there were. I remember Game of Thrones Telltale game came out, and that was horrible. I played that one because I am a Game of Thrones fan. But yeah, uh, I think this was an issue of you know not uh, demand and supply, but uh, studio managers who are not really gamers themselves. And this is a problem you have in India, uh, big time. Right, uh, studio managers and people in leading positions who do not know much about gaming, but who command what will happen in gaming in that local area. Right, this happened with Telltale Games, which is why you we can see right now where they head. Like uh, we can see like the effects. Of yes, I I actually agree with Aman and uh, talk a bit more about how companies do work. So. Uh, as i said in the start they were a small team of around i think 20 30 people yeah. and these were just people who you know loved to work to make a game and yeah. uh, they they really had no uh, weight on their shoulders as to when's the next game going to come out they had no deadlines they yeah. just knew that they had to make a game make their assets put it all together and get it out as soon as they can whenever they can but then what happens when uh you get into a much more bigger corporate world is that one you have this weight on your shoulders coming from all the fans that you've already delivered on so they'll be like we need another good game upon that uh <laughs> as teams get larger and as uh, as aman said you have people who don't know about gaming talk uh, to devs what happens is people they only think about the money and yeah, they money... don't think about the money they think about in terms of fixed deadlines they yes 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 if you are so... making a game last time it took 6 months so this time also it should take 6 6 months yeah i was i was making a logical to that so if, if they need money and to have money they need more product to have more product they need to put in deadlines and, and that obvious run in this run to chase after a repeated formula of success people tend to forget about overall growth right Uh, not monetary yes, growth, yes. just overall growth in terms of quality, in terms of products, uh, and this is what we saw in all Telltale games. If you played any Telltale games, you know what other Telltale games are going to be like. Straight up. Exactly you know why what... I hated Telltale. So I started playing the first uh, Walking Dead. Uh, did all of you play that, by the way? I okay. I, I tried the I'm, first I'm, chapter. I'm so, probably yeah. the one who has never played a single Telltale. So exactly. So when when I played that the first time, I was like really surprised as to how an interactive story could be told. It was a new thing back then in 2010, 2011. Yeah. 
and uh, people really went in for it they really gave in all of their money and love for it and expected more to come of that and then they had season 2 but uh, even that was well received but then what happened is uh, they just overshooting the market exactly what i was going to say yeah, yeah. so they were like okay this formula works let's keep repeating let's, it let's make 100 of them <laughs> yes let's make 100 of them people will just eat it up and that did not happen right uh, obviously we had as aman said we had so many different telltale games like i even forgot there was a game of thrones one like there were so many you couldn't keep track of and imagine if we couldn't just keep track of these games within the span of 5 years imagine those uh, the group making of the 200 yes the group of 200 people making those games like imagine them like, yes it, it is just crazy so to i can imagine that 20 hour uh, or day schedule or a 100 hour a week schedule that's very much possible since gaming is a very uh, schedule based uh, it gaming usually has those kind of overtimes and everything but to work on something that doesn't get appreciated and it's just for the sake of getting money getting a different franchise into it like every year they were getting a new franchise like one year it was batman another year it was minecraft whatever they could do to you know collaborate with they did that they added a story where there was a story like the <laughs> minecraft <laughs> one was so forced yeah yeah yes. but it was also pretty nice from what i heard But uh, the only, the I, only I, I think the recently, I recently the only Telltale game that has really caught my attention is actually the Batman one, which is re- like reported to be very, very good, like really good. So I will tell you why I don't didn't bother trying any of Telltale game after a certain while. Is that even though I knew yes, while the story could be good, I guess, right? The fact that playing the same kind of games with the same kind of mechanics with the same kind of consequences uh, felt very eh, for me. It's like imagine playing Doom, but with just a different level design, and you know how the um, how the level how how the story is going to head. Like it's all going to gen- have a generic end. With also, the also and the all the bosses time. are the same. Exactly, Aman. And also, the first time you played a Telltale game, you thought your actions had consequences, as they yeah. kept saying on top. Yeah, that yeah, was a big yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and at the end of episode, you reach the same end, right? So yeah, it didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. That, that was so frustrating. But that is even secondary. Imagine, okay, that you could say that that was a trick up your sleeve at the first game. At the second. Yes, game. exactly. Ten twenty games at the down the line, right? Then that is what I was saying. So you could do that the first two games, and you were like, "All right, I I've been bamboozled." But yeah, you yeah, do yeah. the same mechanic. Like I actually hoped by the third game they would have enough of a team to make a branched storyline where each of my actions had consequences or even minute consequences. Like yeah, something that you not did. Okay, let, let's talk about don't nod for a second here. Like, okay, uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Allow me to make this joke. Like, Telltale Games is basically the activation of storytelling. Game. They have become something like that for sure. Even the Ubisoft, I'd say, like what they do with the Far Cry series formulas, right now. Formulas, yeah, formulas. <laughs> and they did not even change the formula. Ubisoft they, after a while yes, realized yes. that they are doing an idiotic thing, right? They saw the feedback. It's surprising that Telltale never saw that feedback, never saw that criticism. That they that's that's the true. Way. That's that's cause they had zero competition in the interactive game market. But they they got overtaken by people like Don't Not. 
exactly so that happened very late so life is strange came out around 2014 2015 Yeah, yeah very late basically and uh, by then telltale already had thought that okay we've got this formula we've got four games out it should work forever well yeah. that, that's not how it works telltale they did uh, improve their graphics engine for uh, batman i think it, it no not much not not not, not much to the point where it is worth discussing let me put it okay. that way Also, and uh, they also invent. They had that whole 2.5D graphical uh, style, you know, which they had, which was pretty cool in the start. But uh, you Not know, it gets stale. old. Yes, yeah. it gets very stale. It gets very boring after a while. So uh, they really had no competition. They had nobody to tell them, like, okay, please stop. They should have, but they didn't. And with all those deadlines hitting them, I don't think they had the time to even go out and ask their fans what their fans really wanted. I don't think the developers themselves were talking to the fans. It was more mainly the PR and yes, but then obviously when exactly when when you have that talk, it comes back to the devs like like proper feedback like okay people are bored by this try something new. But the devs really didn't have the time because if if they went to do something new, they would have some corporate bum at their ass trying to be like no you're not hitting your deadlines. So yeah. what would they rather do? They they focus on their deadlines or try something new? And they were stuck in limbo for that reason. They were stuck there. Yeah, yeah. No, I in... I think you took up a very big point. That is again, as I said, parallels of this is what also happens in the Indian gaming industry in general. Is also a very very true. If not just in the development side, but in the corporate side, every side. If you see gaming today in India, if you have to ask why gaming is not big in India. It is simply because the people leading gaming in India are most of them are not gamers themselves. Most of them know jack shit about gaming. Most of them have just maybe know that Call of Duty is the biggest game there is. Like that is their understanding of gaming. That is the understanding of the consumer base also, which is so very wrong when it comes to uh, uh, the entire demography. Even if you see esports side of India, right, you will see that people just focusing on. Um, CS:GO and Dota 2 thinking that very that's true only, that's the I'd, only place huh. I'd actually say that's right like for example right now the fads that go on like battle royale yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's that's another thing people are like okay what's the good thing that's going to get us money right now battle yeah, royale yeah. it is everyone's asking for it boom just throw in a game forget how it is it should have battle royale in the name and it might earn money and by doing that we are causing this whole set of clones I, you you could see that in the mobile market in india but, but, but actually technically saying technically uh, these fads have always lasted in 2013 14 this fad was about survival games before that it was about zombie games before yes, that it was it about the creativity when has yeah. a fad ever become more creative no, no that's also true. it 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 uh, actually no 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 hold on regarding the zombie game it actually became creative after dying light came Yeah, I, 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 no. The thing is, after every fad dies, that is when actually the creative aspects come out of it. Right? Yes, because people are. Like, that's when people become self-aware. Devs are yeah, like, yeah. okay, we know this fad is stupid right now, and we are still in it. What can we do to spice it up? It they, that's when you get the most polished pieces of the fad. Yeah, and and again, even if you see something like say battle uh, Fortnite, for example, right? Let's mm-hmm. take Fortnite as an example, which is also going after a fad. But that took the fad up to another level simply because of Fortnite's in-built mechanics of building stuff. You know? Yes, yes, uh, yes. 
another yeah. good example of a fad would be the souls uh, like oh, yeah, that course. happened of course so oh, God. what happened was we had uh, lords of the fallen which was a polished version but it was really boring and it then was we the got the same thing it was literally everything <laughs> yes. in uh, souls game and without the story they implemented it into exactly you know, the, the depth they implemented it into another game and we got these really tough games to the point where it got boring and then we got something like hyperlife D- uh, drifter which was a creative take on the whole souls franchise yeah which was you know the 2d style of gameplay yeah. so that's what we need fads to die to get the most creative games out of them and i really wish uh, battle royale dies soon cuz i hate it <laughs> so that, that's a personal Royale, thing. But Battle Royale uh, again I would also say uh, Battle Royale I'm surprised Battle Royale took so much time to come out because uh, as far as I know uh, planet side always existed right and it was always yeah, planet huge... side planet side wa- planet side is different from a battle royale to Yeah there's no it's not a one It's it's not a it's not a last man standing but it's like a Planetside 2 is a completely different beast and I've played what about like 500 to 600 hours of that. Yeah. That's it's a whole different thing and it's pretty But but if you if you see the new innovations of when it comes to battle royale it is so hilarious because I'm already seeing news of you know the next gen battle royale games being and what is the feature of next gen <laughs> battle royale games it's just 1000 people instead of 100 people I'm like okay very interesting not, right? not even not even that now the battle royale thing now look look at PUBG and Fortnite they are on freaking mobiles and you can play yeah. on and how are they making the mobile games interesting they're just putting in bots so when you uh, kill someone so PUBG not not Fortnite does not have bots just the fire by the way uh you know which is the best feature in Fortnite i i like the building feature i would that that that, is, that did not release on switch <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god i'm going to get it i'm going to get it they did not they did not have the building feature in Fortnite in switch <laughs> Oh wait. Fortnite is not there on Switch. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh shit. I I just hope everyone who's viewing this really understood that joke. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like god damn it. Aman still hasn't got it yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Aman, why are you so slow? Why are you so slow? <laughs> oh. Certain things I'm very fast. <laughs> I, I, are you like him star? Hey. Worse. Worse. You can't be you can't never be You're worse. You're worse than Keen star. You can you can never hey. do that. No one can I ever do that. I should put that on your resume. That's a like, big thing. Yeah. <laughs> worse than Keen star Aman 2018. Anyway, I then I think we are done for the day. Yeah, yes, okay, we are. We are. Like, before, do we have any other topics left? No, no, no other topics. That's it. Does anyone want to talk about? Bar- Does anyone want to talk about Barney? No, no. If you want to talk about Barney, uh, Arnab is free all the time. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just talking about Barney yeah. Sanders. Oh, okay. Wait, you have a thing for him too? No, no, no. no. I just, I is just like. Is it pedophiles? I what? Barney Sanders isn't a pedophile. What? Sorry. What? <laughs> Excuse me, but like, let me see this nanny. 
I think <laughs> I think we should stop this podcast <laughs> yeah. before people get more personal details out there. <laughs> But I don't, I don't think no 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 I don't think I'd like this part of where it like where pedophilia is a personal detail. I don't think that's kind of encouraged or. Are you or sure? Anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it can get any of us jailed. But let's let's not even not, think about. Not not in BJP India. Okay, on that bombshell, okay. it's time okay, to stop. Okay, yeah. Now we uh, uh, enter the part where we just end see, the podcast see, abruptly. If, if any one of us is falling into trouble, it will probably be Joel because he's the one in Maharashtra. <laughs> Dude. Dude, I'm 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 pretty chill. It's going to be so hum. <laughs> and deep inside your hearts, all of you wish it is so hum. No, no, no. We, we still need him to do the esports podcast. Pune, that's no, 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 like no, 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 proper no. territory. What? What proper territory? <laughs> Pune isn't a territory. Pune is barely anything. What do you mean? It's a student, student. See, uh, even people from Kolkata are telling this so hum. Please understand. No, no, no. Here's Pune the thing. Nothing. Like, no, no, no. I and un- I can understand taking like someone from Kolkata to reach Mumbai in. Like it takes 38 hours, but you're gonna reach Mumbai from Pune, and that's gonna take you three hours. That's not what. What is wrong? Like, where the fuck did you guys go wrong? Anyway, anyway, I guess we are done to the <laughs> the entire thing. So let's end the podcast here. All right. We got like we got like 500 plus views. We got hundred and hundred and five. Comments. No, no. I'm seeing the 538 views. No, no. no I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying about the comments, like 105. Oh, it's great. Some of them were mine with the acid cash profile. Some of them were so, mine from the acid cash profile. Even mine. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. We were very interactive. Nobody was moderating. That means, wow. We were, we were all moderating. Oh, we were we all, all the moderators. Yes. Yeah. So Sh- thanks for shout watching, out guys. to us. Yeah. So anyone has stop? any last? Uh, just, just stop, please. Just, just end it. <laughs> no, Arnab, Arnab, have you forgotten how to disconnect from? No, 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 no. Let him, let him, let him do the hold outro. On, let him do the Can outro. Anyone He's have speaking. any last comments? Joel. Joel doesn't have any last comments. The only comment I have is Arnab, please end stop the podcast. <laughs> Arnab, um, you? Aman, um, do you have any? No, I'm, I'm gonna no, have the last comment. I I have definitely one thing to say. I am very excited for E3. It's just around the corner, so almost. And we are already seeing a lot of E3 leak news, so I'm very excited for that particularly. And yeah, yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys like the podcast today. Uh, Arnab will have some last say, I guess. Yeah, the last say I will have is that thank you for watching the podcast, and be sure to join us next time. Please follow yeah. us on Facebook, Instagram, and hopefully we are going. Are we on Twitter? Are we? Are we? Are we? No, no. If you guys are watching this, please, please, please go to our YouTube page and subscribe. Yeah. Yes. And like and and on Insta, where Udit generally like you know every now and then check yeah. posts. Insta is right. Udit's territory. Facebook is mine. Arnab stays in the homeless. Region. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's a, of what? Of what? Tumblr. Okay, can you guys please stop this like, podcast, or do I have to pull off my LAN cable and go offline? <laughs> you can do it's that. Like, you, did you did you just say peace out, nerds? The last time you did that, like, wow. Yes, I did that. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah, thanks. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, 
you come around next Sunday to watch us again. Probably Udit will be here. Udit was a bit busy today. He got a new job. He has to go off-site uh, for some team meetings and stuff like that. But he'll be there from next Sunday. What kind of what kind of team meetings do you have in a forest? So you get yeah, when you join big companies and corporates, you get taken to different different resorts with the entire team in an isolated place so that you can. Aman, we had to sign off. Uh, I'm explaining what uh, no, that, that that's what you do in personal message. No, I, people are still watching. People are interested. There are like seven people who are like, what do you do in an isolated place? Four of them are us. <laughs> yeah, so we are interested in what Udit can do in an isolated forest, dammit. <laughs> I don't know what that, but I know what you do in an isolated forest Stop with Barney. I... This will fast, uh, finish faster. Just... <laughs> uh, anyway, Joel, Udit will Joel. take over next week. So yeah, be there. And we will have, um, what? We, we will try getting webcams next time. So for sure. Since that's clearly what you guys want. But anyway, yeah, everyone's keeping requesting it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm disconnecting. Bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Right, bye, guys. Bye, guys. See, ya. See ya. Next week.